0: All right. Well, good morning. As David already said, we had our first salt group this morning, and I thought that it went really well, especially all things considered. We got the materials right before we started. and. Uh I, I thought it was a, just a really awesome morning pouring over the word and having some great discussion. And so I want to encourage you. I know it's early. Nine o'clock is early. It felt early for me too. But uh, if you can be here at nine o'clock for that salt group before we have service, I think that it'll be beneficial for you and that you will not regret that. Please, please, please bring in some stovetop stuffing. We have a ton of boxes back there. I haven't done the math because we've had new boxes come in uh, this morning. But it's however many boxes back there times six. So we need 120. So. You've got until uh, the last Sunday in November. It is December like 2nd is the cutoff, but that's a Tuesday. That's when we actually have to take it to people and people. So the last opportunity you'll have uh, to bring stuffing is that last Sunday in November. We continue our series today, members only. As I said, the very first Sunday, this is not just for church members at Crosspoint or uh, church members period. This is for anybody who might consider church membership. Uh, we have talked about, so far in this series, uh, who should become a church member, what church members do, when you should pull the trigger and join a church. Today, we look at why. Why should you consider church membership? Why should you become a church member? Uh, why should you just come to church in the first place, right? What's the benefit of being here? And so my hope is that I'll answer those questions for you. Maybe you've already formulated some of those answers in your mind as well. I've got some real ringing going on, and I think maybe we're trying to get that figured out, but I'm going to have a headache in about six minutes. So if somebody, I think it just went away. God bless you and keep you in all the things. Uh, So I hope to answer those questions for you today of why you should consider church membership, why you should become a member here at Crosspoint Fellowship. um, And if so, maybe inspire in you change that you might need. So we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10 to start uh, verses 24 and 25. These are verses that I'm sure that you've heard before uh, in this series and that you'll hear again in this series. But it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see The day approaching. Now, chances are that, like I said, you've heard these verses before and you've heard them in the context of uh, you should come to church, right? You should be in church. We should not neglect meeting together. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a true statement. It is here in Scripture. and in fact if you come again next week which I hope you all do you're going to hear this verse used again when I tell you that you should come to church right you should come to church but if that's all we see when we read these verses if that's the only part that we pick out the fact that we shouldn't neglect meeting with one another then we are missing out on some really beautiful parts of scripture that just talk about the 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 beauty and the importance of making that commitment to church membership, because being a church member is not just about being inside of the building. It's about what's taking place in the building, right? As the old UPS saying goes, it's what, what can Brown do for you, right? We're looking at what can Christ do for you? What can church do for you, right? You should be a church member first and foremost because you need accountability. We are called to consider in this passage how we might spur one another towards love and good deeds, One of the really cool things that you understand when you break down this passage in the original Greek is that it is in a tense written in such a way that it tells you that this is a continuous, ongoing, forever action. There's never a point where we are done considering one another. There's never a point where we stop thinking, how can I make those around me better, right? How can I make those around me better? It is all about accountability. You need accountability. I need accountability. And this is how accountability works, that I might consider how I might spur you on to good deeds and to acts of love, and how you might consider how you can spur me on to good deeds and acts of love. It's making each other better. This ongoing process that never stops is being missed out on, If you are not a member of a church, if you are not in church regularly, this, frankly, is not happening for you. And one of the many other benefits of being here at church is encouragement, right? Encouragement. The verse also calls us to encourage one another. Well, encouragement, in my opinion, is worth the price of admission, right? Encouragement is worth the price of admission. I benefit greatly from you all encouraging me every day. Every day, someone in this place offers encouragement to me. Whether you know you're doing it or not, sometimes it's just reading your Facebook post. Sometimes it's seeing your vulnerability that you have with the world, your willingness to share what God is doing in your life, what he's teaching you in your life. I find encouragement in those things, and I have that connection with you because we are members of this local body. It's one of my favorite things about our church. Cross Point Fellowship is a place where you will come and you will be encouraged, and it's happening all over the place. It's happening all over the place. I see it on Sunday mornings in this setting. I saw it already in our first salt group. Encouragement is taking place where we come and we discuss and we talk and we build relationships and we grow one another and we see one of the benefits I got out of this morning is just seeing that people see things the way I see things. They struggle with the things I struggle with, right? They they are made better by the things that I'm made better by. It's affirming. And yes encouraging. So yes, it's happening on Sunday mornings. It's happening even more so at 9 a.m. with those salt groups. It's also happening on Wednesday nights. If you haven't come to the gathering, I understand that for some of you, it's really difficult to do that with work and every other thing. It's part of the reasons why we started salt groups is to give you a second opportunity for that environment and to, to to participate in having that encouragement and that accountability. But it's happening on Wednesday nights too, where we come and we share a meal. And I, I got to tell you, some nights it's just all chips, right? Because we don't, plan it out. We don't want it to be super stressful, but that's okay. I like chips. And so uh, welcome to our chip buffet. But that that's taking place. We share a meal and then we Pour over the Word, and David Thomas, one of our elders, teaches that, and he does a great job with that. Where he just really deep dives. It's like being in a Bible class. So if you've ever wondered what that would be like, or thought that you might like that, uh, I'm telling you from all my time at Evangel, I feel like I'm with Professor Thomas sometimes, uh, and that's a good thing. And I know that that's taking place. And there's an environment back there that's happening for our kiddos where they focus on missions and they focus on how they might spur one another on to acts of good deeds and acts of love and and. and It's just happening. It's happening on Wednesday nights. It also happens in the Facebook Messenger app. Maybe you can't be here at nine o'clock on a Sunday for whatever reason. I don't know what your reason is, but maybe you can't be here on that. Maybe Wednesday nights uh, don't work out because of work and you just don't get off in time and all those things. But hey, guess what? We have a gathering Facebook group on Messenger. Anybody could be a part of that. If you'd like to be a part of that, all you have to tell one of us, hey, I'd love to be a part of that. We're encouraging, praying for, living life together, talking about struggles, doing all those things. It's happening in a very convenient way, right there on your phone. Be a part of that as well, right? We have g- groups for the gathering. CPF Ladies has a group I know because I'm a part of it, right? <laughs> now I know that uh, that is slightly awkward, probably, maybe, maybe not, but really it's because Jerrica doesn't have a Facebook and so she participates in that group through my messenger, right? So ladies, I see your struggle. I'm right there with you. I love all of you, right? Keep pushing forward. But but that's happening. Uh, I'll be really honest. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it uh, if I'm just being frank. But that's happening. That's there. That's available for you. The band has a thread, which yes, is mainly for the band. Uh, but I see it happening because I'm a part of that group too. I see it happening in that group all the time where they share and they live life together and they're cracking jokes and sometimes in a pro. I'm just kidding about that part. But the band has a thread. Leadership has a thread where we're doing this as well. There are multiple ways. Our our CPF kids teachers, they have a thread and encouragement is happening there too. It's not just all business. So there are multiple ways to be involved. There are multiple ways to build connections. It's happening all over the place, not just in our physical setting, but in the virtual world as well, right? We are living life together. That is part of being a church member. And guess what? If you're just here, uh, Every other Sunday morning when, uh, you know, there's a full moon, if it's not following a Friday, that becomes a problem. You don't have that type of connection, right? Encouragement and accountability are happening all over the place. We see it Saturday morning at Forge, men. Come be a part of that group. That's not just Crosspoint. We have multiple people from multiple churches that, that are coming and building and living life together. I am encouraged all the time. By others. I'm lifted up by others, and hopefully, hopefully, I'm offering some encouragement and and, and uplifting them as well. Right? So you can see how if your only involvement, like I said, is every third Sunday on an even month, uh, if there is no full moon, if that's the only times you're coming, if that's the only times you're plugging in, and I'm saying that facetiously, I'm not here to beat you over the head with it or slap you in the face with a Bible or hammer you for not being at church all the time, but you can see how if you're only here sporadically or you're only at a church sporadically, you're missing out on the fellowship that Scripture has called us to be a part of. If you look in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25, the heading of that section is the fellowship of the believer. The fellowship of the believer. We have to have that fellowship. We absolutely have to have that fellowship. Because here's the thing. The more you miss church, the less you miss church, the more you feel amiss in church. I feel really good about what I did there. I really do. I was happy about it all week. <laughs> the more you miss church, the less you miss church, the more you feel amiss when you come back to church. And you know how that is. We all know how that is. If you've ever been to a church for the first time, it just kind of feels weird, right? It just, like, you went on vacation and Sunday, and so you went to a church, and you're like, man, this, I just kind of feel out of place. And people were nice, and they smiled, and they had, and it just felt weird. But We get that same feeling when we've been to church for a while and then we miss church and then we come back and it just, it just doesn't quite feel right. And so then we start to overthink things. Well, maybe the church has changed or maybe I just don't fit in anymore or maybe this or maybe that. And what it's really about is you're just not there. You're just not there. It's like any other relationship. If you're only seeing that person, if you're only being with that person part of the time, you start to lose that connection right? It's one of those things, and few of you in this room can talk about it, when a, a soldier leaves for a tour of duty, right? And they're gone for so long, there's like this reacclimation period. And I am not Tom Brady, and I am not comparing the situations, but it was kind of like that for Jarek and I after football season when I coached high school football. I would be gone so much, I would come back, and like, we would, our first week back, man, was always tough. We were kind of at each other's throats, and she'd be like, hey, you're disciplining the kids, and but you're never here. And I'm like, well, I'm here now, and you know, I'm trying to help. And she's like, well, you're not helping. You're just frustrating me. And there's this whole period of like, hey, listen, you've been gone for like six, seven months. And this has been like my domain and my abode. And I've been doing everything. And now you came and you moved the forks. Like I had the forks here and you moved the forks there, right? Well, we get that same feeling. We come into church after not being here for a while. and It's like, there used to be forks here. I could find a paper towel here. Who changed the paper towels, right? And we just, it just feels weird. We feel amiss. We feel amiss. But when you're gone, it, it's easier to be gone. It's what I would like to call the encouragement of the devil, he doesn't want you here. So when you're gone, it's easier to be gone. It's easier to sleep in. It's easier not to tithe. It's easier not to be a part of things. It's easier not to add something else to your plate. Like you can rest. You can wake up at nine, watch the NFL games happening in London, never leave your couch all day, have food ordered to your house. You could send somebody else to the door to get it. Like, you know, you can just never leave that spot. You can grow roots in your couch, right? I get it. That sometimes really sounds nice. Right? Everyone's busy. I understand the need for that rest and that relaxation, but I'm telling you that you can come here and be refueled here. And it's really easy to be gone when you've been gone. And then when you come back, you just feel out of touch. That's natural. That happens. You have to push through that. You have to push through that. You have to fight for that relationship. And so if that's been you and you feel the need to change, what I would tell you is come, come when the doors are open. If you can be here, come cultivate, grow roots, be fed. Okay. Be here. And I told you this before, and I hate saying it, but if you're not getting that here, if you're not getting that at cross point, hear me on this. Cause I don't want to tell you this, but if you're not getting that Cross point, then there's a reason there are different churches. You need to go somewhere where you can find this, where you can be plugged in, where you can have this relationship, where you can have the encouragement and the accountability and be challenged and build relationship. I hope it's here. I hope it's here. And I will tell you that if you'll put the effort in, you will find it here. I have no doubt about that. But if it's not here, you need to go somewhere where it is because you need the fellowship of the believer and you need Jesus. And the best way to get more Jesus is to be in more fellowship and to be a part of a church. Why should you become a church member? Well, because it makes fulfilling your commission easier. Let's look at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Again, verses. These are probably not new to you if you spent any time uh, consistently in a church. This is known as the Great Commission. Jesus came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You see, making disciples and baptizing them into the family of the global church should be the goal of every local church. That should be the goal of every local church. Crosspoint exists. To make disciples and to baptize those disciples in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And if we are not doing that, if we are not discipling, if we are not going out into the world and teaching people about Jesus and having them come be a part of our church and letting them experience believers' baptism, if that is not happening, then frankly, we should not exist. We should not exist. We can have a a good old boys and girls club anywhere right? We could just forego church and meet at Chuck E. Cheese every couple weeks. I love Chuck E. Cheese. First of all, shame on you. There's games, and the pizza's way better than people give it credit for. Okay? Whatever, Heath. We'll talk later. You're wrong. Okay? But making disciples and baptizing them into the global church should be the goal of every local church. You see, the Great Commission is an instruction that the individual is responsible for but that it is nearly impossible to fulfill without the church. You see, when Christ says this, he's saying it directly to you. You have a responsibility to go forth into the world and to make disciples and to teach them about who Jesus is and to bring them into relationship with him and see them baptized into new life. You individually have that responsibility. But I'm going to tell you, you individually are not going to be that great at it. You're just not. You can be a part of it. You can be a spoke in the wheel, so to speak, and you should be. You're responsible for it. But when it really happens successfully, when we see it going well, it's a part of a much bigger body. Right? It's a part of a much bigger body. Accountability, encouragement, and instruction and discipleship take place. Within these walls, discipleship happens within these walls. Talk to a few people who recently have had their eyes open and are seeing change in their life. It's because discipleship is taking place, but it's a two-way street, right? Encouragement, accountability, all those things are a two-way street. It's not just them offering it up to you. It has to be you accepting, right? There's this exchange. I'm going to give my life over to Christ And I'm going to let Christ influence the way that I live my life. That exchange is taking place here at Cross Point Fellowship. We need to be discipled. I, as your pastor, still need to be discipled. I need it, I crave it. We are each called to disciple one another, to hold one another up, to help one another when we see a shortcoming appear, to correct when correction is needed. You should crave that accountability as a believer because if you don't have that accountability as a believer, chances are that somewhere along your path, you're going to cease to be a believer. Not to say that you can't come back around, okay? Not to say that that can't take place. But again, when you miss, it's easier to miss and to fill a miss. That is a thing. We need discipleship. Why should you become a church member? Because we need the fellowship of believers. You need the fellowship of believers. Let's look at Acts 2, 42 through 47, another place where we see the fellowship of believers heading. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I might read this again. But I want you all to really think about what you just heard take place. Was this apostle on a rock preaching down to the masses and lives being changed? It's not what took place here. That's not what was taking place here. They lived life together. They were fellowshipping with one another. It wasn't just about devoting themselves to the word. They were doing that, but they also broke bread together. They were in one another's homes. They were sharing struggle, and they were sharing successes. There was relationship being built and they came together with glad and sincere hearts and they met regularly in the temple courts and it's through that relationship it's through, amen it is through that relationship that more were added to their number daily they weren't walking around saying hey sinner, repent they weren't necessarily Bible beating anybody but they were building relationships. One of, if not my favorite things about Crosspoint Fellowship is that we do life together. And you may sit there and think, that's not me, I haven't been a part of that. Well, guess what? Come be a part of it. Arms open wide, you are welcome. But one of my favorite things about Crosspoint Fellowship is that we live life together. My best friends are here. I have lifelong friends that I will have until the day that I die or they die. Some of them are older, so hopefully they die first. But I have lifelong friends that I met here at Cross Point Fellowship. Okay? I have lifelong friends from previous fellowships who have joined us at this fellowship. The best people I know are here. And I get to live life alongside of them. And I get to be encouraged by them. And it's not just about church stuff. Chase has changed my life. He encouraged me to get healthier. We work out together multiple times a week. He trains my big butt into being a less bigger butt. Right? It's not just about tell me what Jesus can do. It's about how can you make my life better? We share meals together. We go out to eat almost every Sunday. It used to be a lot more, but we're a lot busier these days with... Sunday stuff, but like you can find a group. Hey, let's go to lunch. Absolutely. People will go to lunch, but you can live life together. My best friends are here. Crosspoint is family. And that experience is here for you as well. If you'll dive in, it takes vulnerability. It takes making this place a priority. Okay. It takes some sacrifice, but it is available to everyone who might want it And if you don't feel that way, I'm just being honest with you. It's because you haven't plugged in yet. If you want it, it's here. It's available. If you're new, give it time. You will get there. Plug in. If you've been here for a long time and you're feeling like I'm missing out, it's not happening for me, it's here. Plug in. Plug in. You may have to step outside your comfort zone. Okay? But it's not like, hey, can I come? Somebody's going to be like, no, not you. Okay, if they do, tell me. I'll backhand them. From the Lord. Okay? From the Lord. It is here. It is available to you. I've said it before, and I will scream this from the rooftops over and over again, so if you don't like hearing it, you're going to have multiple opportunities, so ha, I guess. I don't know. But if you're too busy for church, You're wrong. Okay? If you're too busy for church, you're wrong. That's all there is to it. That is the start and the finish of that statement. If you are too busy for the fellowship of believers, if you are too busy for God, you are wrong. I'm really busy. Me too. I work two full time jobs, I've got two little girls. They're involved in all sorts of things. I'm a husband. Okay? I get it all. I'm not questioning that you're busy and I'm not making a comparison. I'm simply saying facts, we're all busy. Okay, but if you're too busy for church, you're wrong. Your priorities are out of whack. Something needs to change, but it doesn't need to be this. It doesn't need to be, we've been running and gunning and going and we're gonna take a break this Sunday. What? What? Why is church the tedious task that you need a break from? Why is not being here what's going to give you rest? What did the Bible say again? Come to me all you who are weary and I will give you what? Rest? Why? 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 Why is this not number one on the list? Why is it not up there? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. If you do on both accounts, welcome to conviction. The Lord is speaking to you. This should not be the thing that goes by the wayside. The late night concerts on Saturday night, the staying up all night with your games and your friends and this, that, and the other, the thing that's happening all throughout the week that you're just ragged from by the time you get to the weekend, those are the things that you should say bye to, not the Lord. Not this, not the fellowship. That was me being honest. I still love you. I hope you love me. Smile. I'm just, it is what it is. And if I have one job, it's to just be honest with you. May not like me for it. It may not turn things in a great direction, but I've got to at least be real. This should not be the thing that goes by the wayside. This isn't what gets cut, it's not what gets cut the kingdom of God grows through fellowship. You grow through fellowship. More were added to their numbers daily because of their togetherness, because of their fellowship, their commitment to devoting themselves collectively to the teachings of Jesus. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate, one of the reasons I'm Willing to get the angry face on that I don't, you know, it's just resting. It's what's there. I'm I'm sorry. One of the reasons I get so fired up about you being here is because if you're not here, you don't have the fellowship. You don't have it. And I just know how important it is. I know how important it is because I am telling you, if I did not have it, Pastor Paul, goodness, goodness. I don't know what I would end up being, but it wouldn't be positive. Okay? It wouldn't be positive. I just know that I need you. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy for thinking that you would benefit as much as I benefit from being in that fellowship, but I don't think I am. I think everything I've said today is supported by Scripture. Maybe I didn't say it the right way. Maybe it wasn't perfect. Maybe I didn't leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy, but ask yourself this, and just be honest, was I wrong? Was I wrong in anything I said today? And if I wasn't wrong, then forget how I said it, because I am a sinner, a sinner saved by grace. So I'm not always gonna be perfect, but the thing that I know that is perfect is the Word of God. The thing that I know that is perfect is God. (coughs) Why should you become a church member? Because we need you. We need you. You are needed. You are not wanted. You are wanted, that sounded bad. (laughs) You that did not come out right at all. Sinner, say by grace, rewind. You are wanted. Okay? Of course you are wanted. But it's so much more than that. It is so much more than that. You are needed. You are needed. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now and I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word and for what it means to us as a body of believers. God, I hope that today we leave encouraged, we leave challenged, we leave thinking about how we might become better church members, whether it be at Crosspoint or it be somewhere else. God, just convict us of the things that we need to let go of so that we can make this commitment to one another. Lord, I need you. I know that everyone here needs you. And I know that being in this fellowship, being with one another, helps me hold on to that connection that I have with you. And I know, I know that it will do that for others. We are a church filled with imperfect sinners who have been saved by grace we don't have all the answers we're not always going to say the right things but God we need you and we know that so Lord I pray that you convict us to bend to your will and to bend to your word may we commit to being in fellowship with one another May we commit to being brothers and sisters in Christ. May we seek out the encouragement and the accountability and the instruction that takes place here at Crosspoint Fellowship. We ask these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Well, if you want to become a member of our church, We'd love to have you. I can say that with 100% fidelity. I mean it more than anything I've said. We would love to have you be a member of Crosspoint. Maybe you're not ready for membership because you haven't committed your life to Christ yet. You don't have that relationship with him. Maybe he's working on you with that and he's showing you the way. He's showing you the light, so to speak. And today you wanna have that conversation about what it looks like to be a believer, to commit yourself to Christ, to commit yourself to living that life, come do that. You absolutely need it, absolutely need it. Otherwise, now is the perfect time to stand, to reflect, to meditate on what it is that God is doing in your life, what it is he's calling you to do in your life, the changes he might be asking you to make, maybe you need to come pray with one of us. We would love for you to come pray with one of us this morning. I'm going to ask some people I don't normally ask and I hope you'll be okay with it, but James, would you stand back here and be ready to pray with people this morning? Ashley, are you open? Would you just come over to this side? And then I'll, um, I'm going to be right here, Ashley. If you need to come pray with me, please come pray with me. In doing so, understand that you are being an encouragement to others. Okay, you are being an encouragement to others. If maybe being up here is a little too much for you, or you just don't like me right now, or whatever else, there's an option back there in James and Ashley, and they would love to pray with you as well. But right now, let's stand, Let's worship and let's just focus on the good things that God has done for us.